What's going on, good world? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of hate, who's going to do it for you? I be your host, Dante Chase Bridges, a.k.a. Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co-host, state your name. Steven City P. Watson, as always, that will make us the Brothers Podcast. Yeah. Let me land. Uh, People, yeah. got another exciting episode for you. Mm. What I call a slap of a topic. This is assault. Assault of a topic. This is assault of battery of a great-ass topic. But sure? before we do any of that... Mm-hmm. We got to get into a little bit of something that we have called Town Hall oh, Business. City P, what you got for the people? As always, shout out our brothers in the Brothers Hub. Shout out to our bro- official J- uh, DJs. Mush mouth. Come on, Mr. <laughs> shout out to our official DJ, JMC. Shout out to our boy, Reggie Price, who I could be wrong, but I doubt it, podcast. Shout out to our young brother, our young bull, Ryan Watkins, for At My Mama's Table. And shout out to everybody that's tuning in this week, every week. As always, we appreciate y'all. We love y'all. We adore y'all. Because without y'all here... I don't adore. Yes, it does. (laughs) Because without y'all, we wouldn't be here. Also, shout out to our good friend, Sky Miller. She's having, she's suffering a holiday. She had a little bit of a rough holiday. You know, she's in, in memory of her grandmother. But we want to give her a shout out to keep your head up, baby girl. Keep we your head you. up. So that's all I got. What you got? What I got, so I got to give a shout out to all of our affiliates. Number one, shout out to WIAN Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. Ooh, we got it right. We finally got that right. Shout out to you. Shout out to iHeartRadio. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to I, him, and everybody that make the Brother Podcast worth watching. We ain't nothing but a Google away. But I wanted to say one more shout out. Okay. Shout out to the Brothers Foundation. Yes, okay? Sir. Brothers Foundation is something that you need to be in tune with. Because we're going to be helping all African-American boys, whether it be in grammar school and high school, in grammar school, English tutoring, communication arts, mentoring, yes, high school, getting them ready to transition on to those HBCUs, getting them trained in communication, whether that be journalism, radio broadcasting, and all that in between. This is something about taking the narrative and guiding our black boys so they can come out of college, have a net to secure themselves with, and we keep the next generation going and stop talking about it so much. So what we need you to do is donate to the Brothers Foundation. Could you give me and tell them where the link is, brother? The link is right there in our description. It's a PayPal account, HTTP code slash slash www.paypal.com slash the brothers and all these proceeds will go to the brothers foundation please donate whatever you can even just a little bit even if it's a lot of bit trust me this is all going to a good cause donate 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 now that is all i got with my affiliates i got one quick shout out and this is some painful one oh shit but i gotta shout out these bum ass chicago bears because you see what i'm wearing right now is the last time wearing this for a while yeah because uh we've been out of the playoff picture for a minute <laughs> yeah we've been out of the playoff picture for a minute you might think oh we still had a chance two weeks ago no we've been out We've been had a we've chance. We've been out. What are you talking about? We had a chance. Oh, we had a chance in Dallas. No, we've been out. <laughs> we had a chance. It's Dallas. We've been out. We had a chance. No, we didn't. We fuck had no anyway, chance. Anyway, it's over with. Go on here, man. 
man. Now, got, now we got to keep going. I think you got a little thing that you do every week. What's that called? What's really good out here in these streets? So what's really good out here in these streets? Well, unfortunately, there was a little bit of a sad story that I read about the baby. Now, the baby was featured on this uh, Angela Yee's podcast this week. It's called Lip Service, where he kind of went a little bit into a story about his first ever sexual experience. The man said he had his first sexual experience when he was five years old, mimicking his brothers, what they were doing. Say he was dry humped by a girl who was probably no more like around 17 to 18 years old. Like keep in mind, most of his brothers were like in their early early teens. That's normal as hell. Unfortunately, it is. <laughs> That's normal as hell. It's no, it's normal in our culture, which is not exactly their endearing quality, but it when, happened. When I was nine years old, my girlfriend was 17 in high school. Now she didn't know she was my girlfriend. I used to go, no, she didn't know that she was my girlfriend, but I used to steal my mama earrings and I would give it to her. And she'd be like, oh, that's so sweet. And she'll give me a kiss on the cheek. And then I'd be like, look, man, don't talk to my girl. And you know, that's, and we had a wonderful relationship that I thought, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we, we been getting girls 17, you know what I'm saying? They may not know it. But, but that's not doing. necessarily an enduring thing because we know young men out there who have taken the next step, right. which is flat out sexual intercourse with. And I think one day we're going to have to do a, a little bit of unpacking on a topic like this when it comes to, and I'm not to say to throw the dirt on anybody, but statutory rape <laughs> in the uh, black community amongst black men with black women, older black women. You know what we call that? The whole rite of passage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll probably have to do an episode about that song. Let me ask you a question. What's up? Who do you think has a higher percentage? Statutory rape with men or statutory rape with women? I believe I'm going to say women, but you're going to tell me probably no. No, I don't know. I just want... I think it's just easy. It's more commonplace to say that women. And I actually believe it. Women are actually more susceptible. We're technically stronger. We're more dominant. We're masculine. We overpower them. So we have to treat this a little bit more carefully as we do uh, a lot of other things in life we go through. We get, it takes one bad miscalculation to turn one sexual experience to a rape. We've learned that throughout culture. And it's not exactly a comfortable thing to deal with, but it is very much so a hot topic in today's society. What is consent? So... I would have to say it's for the it's for the men's side. We know we're more we're more accessible to raping women, unfortunately. So you telling me when you were seven, eight, nine, ten years old, as there men. was not a I, okay, but I said in men or women, but I mean who's had it happen to them? I ain't saying such statu- First of all, if you're a man or a woman, you can't be statutory rape because you meet statutory of the damn age. I'm no, talking we about, about statutory rape. That's kids. That's kids. Yes, kids. Now, yes. It, now I will say this. Now, when it comes to boys, young boys, now the table gets flipped. I'm gonna be real about it. the table gets flipped real quick because if you will be amazed about the amount of stories that we've heard well the stories that we've experienced ourselves of young black men and i'm not talking about young black men like they're just early teens or late teens 18 19 i'm talking about teenagers i'm talking about near damn near puberty i don't know not I'm, one black boy black man that's a man now that ain't been statutory rape i don't know one i'm gonna be real with you yeah i don't know one i think 
in a lot of ways, you be we all have been yeah. as far as men are concerned. I don't think there's one man that we don't know now that ain't had their first sexual experience at a young age. I've had it with an older woman. Constantia yeah, with an older woman. Context. Yes, with an older <laughs> woman. I've had it. You've had it. Most of the friends we've had had it. It's not exactly. Uh, we used to think it was cool. But it's not necessarily is. Now, uh, just I read a, a comment, so I just want to reintegrate something. Now, with the Brothers Foundation, okay. we want you to donate. We're going to read it off one more time because I want people to be clear about where to go to in order to donate. So read that off one it's more time. It's HTTP colon slash slash www.paypal.com. Dot, I think it says me or dot com, dot com slash the brothers. It's actually it's in the description. If you look at the caption description of this page, it's right there. The link is on the description. If I'm if I'm recording our own long, I apologize, but the, the link is right here in the description. You can please look it up. It's our PayPal, our official PayPal account. So all you gotta do is click that icon right there. Mm-hmm. That's right in the description. And it'll take you exactly to where you can donate, whether that be $1 or $100. Yes. Every penny is going to a worthwhile cause. And it's going to basically secure the future of a young black boy. Okay? So go ahead and hit that PayPal. We need y'all. Yes, we do. All right? So just to reiterate that. So let's keep it flowing. Keep it All going. Right. Keep it flowing. So, um... The one big part about we're gonna dive into what's really good out here in this. Show. Oh, let's not forget our good friend Donald, Mr. Donald Trump, is now been impeached. We didn't touch him. Donald's. We didn't even. He's been impeached, or he's in the process of impeachment. We didn't even discuss this in the last time we were on. Mm. But yes, Donald Trump was voted by the House of Representatives. Was voted for to go through the impeachment process. Right. Now we've been going around seeing what's going on on social media about how everybody's getting so up and at and amped up about yeah, we finally getting them out of office. No, that's not how this works. For people who don't understand what civic government is, and I've seen it all over social media, motherfuckers got to tripping. But what's happening is is that the House of Representatives voted into the process of impeaching him. Now for him to be impeached and voted out of office, he has to go through the Senate now. He has to go through a Senate trial for this to happen, which is supposed to take place sometime in January. And how likely is it that the Senate is going to further remove Trump? Well, judging by the fact that the majority of the Senate is Republican, I think it's highly unlikely because he's a representative of the Republican Party. Can a acting president... Yes, who has been impeached still run for his second term of presidency? Well, then, uh, didn't Bill Clinton do it? Bill Clinton was on his second term. Oh, was he on his second term? Yeah. Well, I think he can. Yes. He still can. So, all this is a waste of time. It's going to be very, very humorous mm-hmm. when Donald Trump is not impeached mm-hmm. and he runs for office. And he gets reelected again, okay? Like, the only way this is going to work is if he's actually voted out of office. And like I said before, this seems like more of a... This is less about what is infractions he's done on this country and, well, on civic law. And I think it's more so just the Democrats are realizing they don't have a slam-dunk candidate that's going to beat him in an election. So they're trying to hinge their bets and just put all the money on this one candidate. If Donald Trump make it to... 
the next round, I'm going to call that, which is going on the campaign train, mm-hmm. he's going to be reelected. Because you just galvanized 150 million white supremacists in the United States. And they think you going after their leader. Mm-hmm. So they coming out with a vengeance. So if you don't remove Donald Trump, well, this whole shit is a scam anyway. Elect- electoral college is a scam. But for entertainment purposes only. Mm-hmm. If you don't remove Donald Trump, Donald Trump is going to be related, I mean, reelected. Related to all the other niggas that got reelected, <laughs> how about we say that? Because right. he's definitely going to get reelected if you do not remove him. And not, that shit, he's not going to get. And not to mention the fact, as I said before, y'all don't even know who y'all want to run as Democrats. So you wish why the fuck are black people still voting Democrat? Why? Why the fuck are black people voting in general on a presidency? A presidency. Presidency, that's a word. Right up. That's it. <laughs> I, no, I, I think you said presidency. Or something I didn't like stutter. <laughs> I thought you were saying some fancy shit. I wasn't saying it in Spanish. <laughs> but I understand the purpose of the voting process. But like I said, if don't work, find me another alternative because this shit ain't working for us right now. The reason why we're there's so many low, low voter turnouts amongst the black community because nobody in these election processes has our best interest. Not one. Not a Democrat, not a Republican, not a liberal. Hell, Andrew Yang was like the closest motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And that was it. So what else do we have left? We don't really have anybody. Nobody's representing our best interests. Ghettos are still being torn down. Schools are still getting torn down. We're living more and more closer to poverty every single day. But every election coming up, it doesn't make that much of a difference to us. Couldn't have said it better, man. So, on the other flip, now we're going to talk about something real. Oprah Winfrey. Yes, this is my hero. I, why? I believe that Oprah Winfrey. Why she ain't? She all. First of all, she's always stood up for black men. No shit. She's never prosecuted any black man. No. Yes. She. Yes. She's never going to prosecute any black man. Yes, she does. Okay. Yes, she she's will. never going to. Uh, be okay with her white colleagues and then her black colleagues she's going to make a documentary about. She's never going to do that, okay? So, she's never done anything like that. She never made a bad movie called Beloved. She's She doesn't have feet like a, 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 a fucking werewolf. She She's a good person. I don't know why we come at Oprah so much. In case you haven't noticed, my colleague is being condescending when you said She's that. never did an African school where all damn near half of the women were molested by the teachers and then they covered it up. She would never do such a thing. Like, why do we come at her character like that? I don't understand. Because it. it's fun, I guess. Whatever. Oh. But anyway, Oprah Winfrey, never. I don't love the topics that he's just discovered, all discussed. Oprah Winfrey is now the topic of a new documentary that she's producing. This time, it's about three women that accused Russell Simmons. Def Jam created Russell Simmons of sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. Because that's how Russell Simmons talks. Yeah. So, apparently, Russell is a little bit, you know, betrayed about this. He doesn't understand why because he even wrote a whole Instagram letter out to... Oprah, what's going on? I, I gave you $17 million. Basically. And it's gotten to the point now where a lot of black men in the community who are well-to-do black men in the community, even ironically enough, 50 Cent, has gone on his way and say, what's the problem with this? Like, why are you always targeting black men black men, and you don't target the white men that you 
you know, like to protect, like your Harvey Weinsteins, your Kevin Spaceys, the Jeff Bezos, and all the so on and so forth. You know, guys who actually have money and power over this country. So you saying you want me to attack the people and fuck up my money? Or attack the people <laughs> who own you? You want me to attack my boss? The people who cut your checks, because guess what? Oprah Winfrey might be a multi-millionaire or a multi-millionaire, but she answers to somebody. Oh, yes, she does. She answers to somebody, and the people that she can't target are her own bosses, and she knows that. So guess who's next in line? She's got to sell out her own people. She already did it with Michael Jackson, and now she's doing it with Russell Simmons. Man, I can't get big. She's going to come after me. I, don't do that, man, because I'm going to talk about you like me in high school. And that's fucked up because I posted an article on our, on our brother's hub about Seal. Called her out two years ago over this shit. <laughs> Seal, the singer, yes. Seal of all people, is calling Oprah Winfrey out about this shit. So I would have to ask you, is it time to cancel Oprah? I want to give a dynamic about that. But uh, first of all, I definitely believe that it's time to cancel Oprah. Okay. Because Oprah has been detrimental to black people for a long time. But it's always been covert. It's never been overt. It's never been I hate you niggas. I like my racism in my face so I know who my enemy is. But it's never been that. Oprah has always had a way of highlighting Caucasian men. Mm Mm-hmm and demoralizing or basically leaving back or criticizing black men a la Dave Chappelle when he came on a show a la will not let a lot of strong foundational black men get on her show when she had a show okay or when she does the own channel letting different sexual preferences be highlighted in the African American community instead of a strong black man so I really think it's been time to cancel this motherfucker. But you have been on Oprah's nuts for so long because she did a couple of episodes about giving away free cars that people had to pay the taxes on, so they had to give away them goddamn cars. Yeah. You still stuck in the 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 the, the roof. She got your hood wing bamboozled, ran straight. Cancel Oprah yeah. before she cancels your favorite celebrity. Matter of fact, just cancel your black community. That's what she's trying to do. <laughs> She's trying to cancel the black community and we need to cancel her ass quickly because she has sold out so many black men. And now, women. this is my dynamic, right? I ain't even get to the dynamic. The dynamic is women, I said women, usually black women, y'all get into this thing where when we talk about Oprah or any black woman exposing another black man, You start to say that why are you protecting a either a pedophile that's black, a a criminal that's black? Mm -hmm. Why are you protecting another black man that's doing sexual crimes? That's that's the the first thing. Because that's always the scapegoat scapegoat question they got to use to kind of deflect. And when I hear this, I say to myself, if you are questioning why black men feel this way, then you don't know the art of war, okay? You are stuck trying to see the trees from the forest. This is a bigger game than one isolated or two isolated incidents, okay? If you can't see the bigger picture of why you should push 
the Caucasian persecution before you let them persecute your own, no matter if it's a man or a woman, then you are a goddamn problem because you are creating dissension from the inside. Yeah. Now, all we say, I feel like a preacher. Yeah, now, all we saying is, if you're not going to get along and understand that it is a whole when we deal with black people, and if you persecute publicly a black man, you're persecuting black men in general and furthering the stereotype that we ain't nothing but pedophiles, killers, murderers, scam artists, and no good deadbeat people. That's what you're doing. So if you got some bad shit to say about what's going on and why Oprah Winfrey shouldn't be persecuting Russell Simmons, but why Harvey Weinstein molesting motherfuckers because he got off of $25 million, if you ain't got nothing good to say, it's three words I need you to do. Shut the fuck up. Because you are killing a movement and you don't even know it. How many fucking black people that they got to keep going at? First, they got Bill Cosby. After you got Bill Cosby, all the evidence said that he actually didn't rape or do none of this. But now you said, no, but it was when I thought. Now you about to get R. Kelly. I ain't going to say too much about that. I mean, R. Kelly been doing things for a long time. Yeah, we know. (laughs) We in Chicago, we know. But at the same time. Do you see the counter white parts getting off with $25 million settlements, leaving the country, doing all the things to avoid actual jail time? Do you see white women as a whole persecuting Harvey Weinstein? Trump grabbed them by the pussy. Did you see white women as a whole persecuting Trump? No. Because they follow a code. And all we trying to say is it's bigger than isolated incidents. Nobody is marginalizing isolated incidents. But we saying there is a code in order for all to come up. And if you keep on cutting the fucking legs up from under us, all ain't going to come up. Okay? So just follow that. Rewind it. Take from it what you can. But please stop persecuting black men in the public eye. You remember when you took somebody, if something happened in the house, you ain't put all the business. You whooped little Ray Ray ass in the basement with three other, three other dudes if he done beat up his wife. But you didn't send him to jail. You beat that nigga senseless in the basement. Broke his ribs and everything. But you didn't send little Ray Ray to jail. And that's all we saying. Let us handle shit on the inside. And stop persecuting these niggas. The pastor has spoken. And the doors of the church are now open. Yes. Is a two drink minimum. Wait, that's the drink in the church? All bitch ass niggas will pay a 15% uh, gratuity. Praise them. Praise them. Ushers will now open the collection plates. He's on fire. And we will now. Sip our Hennessy, our, our, uh, our wait, wait, wait. bread, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. our bread, hey, and, hey, and hey, of Christ. Hey, hey, Hennessy is for a completely different reason other than this. The okay? doors of the church are now. All right, that's so just make sure we clarify that. Look, Hennessy is right. a completely different reason for this, not what he's talking about. Yeah. But anyway, now that we've done that, well, he done pretty much said everything. I don't need to say nothing else about that. Let him let that marinate on let y'all. Let it marinate. Souls. Let that Matter marinate. of fact, let's give y'all a quick 10, 15 seconds. Let that marinate on y'all selves real quick. 
So y'all can understand what we're dealing with here. There's a war. We're trying to keep it together. There's a woman on the street and we're trying to keep it together. Just let that marinate for a second. There's a lot of people that's dissenting and trying to get rid of the black movement because you think that you want to persecute one and that ain't going to have a ripple effect inside of your own community. I understand. What are you doing to yourself? What are you doing to your kids when you show them that it's okay to prosecute a black man but to let the same white man or a same European man with the same crime go freely? What are you doing to yourself? What examples are you setting? What examples are you doing? Have you checked yourself lately? Have you saw the bigger picture? Are you looking in the mirror? Can you say the bigger picture? Are you looking in the mirror? That's a little bit of residual backlash. It's a little residual. Okay. In the mirror. Now, let's get to our big topic of today. All right. Now, the biggest topic of today. Mm-hmm. Now, set that back up. I thought we was going to take 10, 15 seconds. That was longer than 10, 15 seconds. Yeah, but I went on a rant. Yeah, I know. Three, two, one. All right, people. <laughs> what we are doing today, I read a couple of comments, and I feel you. Some people might think the topic that we're talking about is kind of superficial. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of surface level. Yeah. But with every question, there is more depth than you actually think it is. Plus, we don't care. That's true. Yeah. Today, we are discussing is a dime piece, a.k.a. a beautiful, drop-dead, gorgeous woman. Mm-hmm. Wifey material. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Are they wifey material? Mm-hmm. Now. I will answer. Well, go ahead and answer. Ah, uh, maybe. 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 I, I would say maybe. Because the thing is, how much of their drop dead gorgeousness covers up everything else that they're doing? Cover up their faults. Like I said, for instance, it's like let's call for dime pieces. We consider them dime pieces, right? We'll drop dead gorgeous, she's gotta be a 10, dime piece, sort of like that. So let me ask, so if you a 10, does you being a 10 kind of offset every fucking thing? Be honest, like what if she's like has bad manners? What if she's overtly rude? What if she's just shysty? What if you can't trust her? What if she's like a hoe? Okay. Does all that get thrown out the way because she's a ten? And you know you probably never do any better than this woman. Do you? Does that throw that out? Because I know we know niggas. We know niggas out there in the streets that actually will do, will look past all that to just deal with that woman just because they may not get any better in their look department. Okay. We call them simps. They may be simps. So I think about it is I would love to say no, it doesn't excuse her, but we know how niggas operate. We have a sense, there's niggas out there with a little bit of a ego and they have a larger sense of vanity in themselves. We know this. Niggas can't get over that shit. I don't understand. Right. Now, I really don't understand why we have to look at this and say, she's just a bad bitch and I'll fuck the shit out of her. I will marry her. I'll wife her. And shit like that. We say that about every female. <laughs> what the fuck is 
this is our podcast. We say that about every single woman that's bad, every celebrity that's bad, but we never think about it. Wow, she could be a real piece of shit in life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now let me let me let let me let this land real quick. Okay. Now, I'm gonna give you a metaphor that ain't dealing with a beautiful woman, but you'll understand it. Let's say somebody that's real talented at basketball. Now all they like, they have been perspective to be the number one player in the country. So they go to grammar school getting all types of hand-me-ups and, and people looking out for them and giving them this and giving them that and making sure everything good. They go to high school, they got colleges giving them 10, 15,000 to come there. They ain't gotta really work that hard because hey, ain't nobody about to flunk the all-star player on the team. They can get away with every fucking thing in the world. They go to college. They get money from college. Everybody taking care of them. They the man. Everybody pumping up their ego. And then they hit the real world. Because they didn't get picked up. They didn't go to the NBA. Now, they don't have no skills whatsoever to make it in the real world. Because everybody been pumping up their head because of their talents. Now, let me let this land now. Now let's cut to a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful drop there, gorgeous woman. From the time she was five, six, seven, the creepy uncle in the family been saying that girl gonna be a look, look how, oh yeah, uh, yeah. The creepy uncle has been saying that. Now that's that's just, that's kind of. It happens. Yeah. Everybody know that this girl is gonna be drop dead gorgeous. She can get away with certain things that other people can't. Maybe she has more of a sassy attitude that she can get flipped with the adults. So she does. Maybe she doesn't have to depend on her intellect as much because people look at her and say, I want that around. So she kind of coaxed through school. Maybe she know the nerdy boy that lets her cheat. She gets to high school. She has all of the status because she's the beautiful one. She doesn't have to build any character. She doesn't have to survive on her intellect, on, on her emotional side. She doesn't even have to be empathetic to no one because everybody want to be around me, the beautiful. She goes to college, same situation, joins a sorority. She doesn't go to college, same situation. Someone wants to take care of her. And then... And then she hits the real world. Just like that basketball player hits the real world, she hits the real world and realizes that a person that's actually looking at her to be on their team, aka marriage, this is a give and take now. And he asked this beautiful woman that never had to have a skill in order for her to survive, never had to go out her way to make a man feel like, I want you because all men always wanted her. This dude asked her, so what can you contribute? And you know what she does? What? She says, body. This. That's the reason why dying pieces majority of the time does not make good wives because you can say that this is an isolated incident but we all know that beautiful attractive people has it easier than average to ugly people okay so if you never had to work for nothing in your life and now you got to work in a marriage how the hell you think you're gonna survive 
That's fucked up. We basically said you gotta be somewhat below an ache to really understand the struggle <laughs> and be better. That's like a most crass way of really saying it. Like we're you gotta be an ache to be able to understand the struggle, baby. But but it's it's true. Sometimes with uh, beautiful women, beautiful women sometimes get fetishized because it's not necessarily you looking at her to be a life partner. You're looking at her as to be a trophy, a showcase. Yeah. And anything dealing with a showcase is not going to last all the time. Maybe it looks good on your arm when you go on vacation. Maybe it looks good on your arm when you go to the club. Maybe it just looked good that you went to a barbecue and said, hey, this is my girl. But as far as the things that actually make up a marriage, a real relationship, as far as when your parents die, who going to be there for you? As far as who gonna be your next of kin on your medical records, all that type of stuff. Who's how they gonna take care of the kids? Nine times out of ten, a lot of attractive women don't have to go through this process. And they end up learning the hard way when they looks fade, and the only thing they can depend on is their wits now. That all that beautiful shit was actually a hindrance. Because it didn't make them a well-rounded person and now they don't have their looks and now at 47 years old they gotta survive and depend on something more and they don't fucking have it. No. Now I'm gonna give you one statistic and I'm gonna let this land. Okay. It ain't even statistic, it was my observations. Last year I worked at the polls, the voting polls, right? I'm sorry to say this, but I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Oh. There was not one beautiful woman that voted. I didn't see not one beautiful drop dead gorgeous woman that voted. Wow, did you really just I said that. I didn't see not one of them. Which makes me believe that the issues that a average or a uglier woman or an average or uglier man has, a beautiful woman don't have to have those problems because what she has physically eradicates being poor. It eradicates always having to survive and strive to get that job. Because if it's between me and Nina, and Nina look like she's straight out of a double XL magazine, Nina probably going to get that job, okay? So I've never seen a beautiful, attractive woman voting. It makes me think that our issues ain't the same. Basically, he's saying you gotta be a pretty bitch to not have these problems. <laughs> From what he's saying, and I even I'm like, damn, nigga. Yeah. But I agree. <laughs> you gotta be a, right. in essence, you gotta be a pretty bitch, and that's fucked up. Now we can go through the argument of saying, oh, well, that means beauty is in the behind the holder. No. <laughs> it's not the eye beholder. You know what's the difference between attractive and not attractive. Now, now you gotta you gotta clean that up a little, cause I was, no, uh, because I don't. A lot I had of a comment. Somebody said beauty is the eye beholder and all. So that. they they did say that that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We know about what's attractive to a woman to us. And her you know spirit, where that that, that saying is coming yeah. from. You you get it, right? Yeah, I get it. Y'all gotta get that. But we're speaking on strictly the most. Vainest level imaginable. Drop dead gorgeous. We're looking at complete, we're talking complete eye candy level. We're talking about shutting, shutting every sense of emotional understanding and being one with our spirits. And we're talking about, damn, that bitch fine as hell. We're talking about that primal Across level. The globe. 
that primal <laughs> level. And when I say primal, I mean we think it with our dicks, because that's what y'all think we mostly think of with anyway. So the point of what I'm saying is you realize that a pretty pretty bitch don't have these issues. So they ain't worried about that shit. Cause they gonna get what they want or get what they need without anybody stopping them. Okay, we gonna stop calling them bitches. I know we are gonna stop them. Yeah. <laughs> but they know it's trading in their fem- they're trading in on their looks. Using their feminine wiles. They this is what they do. We've seen women do this all the time. Yeah. Mostly attractive women. They do this shit all the fucking time. Because women, you gotta admit, if you're beautiful. That's one of your resources in order to get things, okay? If someone is beautiful, they're using it. Yes. And that's cool. And there's the other thing about that. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I can't fault them. No. I can't fault them at all. Because you wonder why I can't fault them at all? Because they are attacking the vanity of men. And we know for a fact that men have the most unprecedented level of vanities at times. We... All the type of dudes that will oogle and ogle women all day long. We will give anything for, some of us will even give anything for a woman that gives us a little bit of attention if we think she's the baddest woman on the planet. So, we cannot fault them at all because this is what they do. They attack our vanity. They attack the fact that we find them visually stunning. We find them sexually attractive they know this they attack that and they get what they want out of this so you have to understand that in a lot of ways a lot of these women who are very beautiful are also very manipulative it's that simple it comes with the territory it comes with the territory once everything so when you're that manipulative you have to understand that you could get played and i'm talking to my brothers y'all could get played but then again you're being a man you're seeing this you know it's gonna happen. And almost sometimes you can't stop it. Yes. And unfortunately, you get caught up. And unfortunately, you get played. That's what the shit happens. And by the time a beautiful woman goes through the rent cycle of society telling her that she is just the most glamorous thing in the world, mm-hmm. after about eight to twenty years of that repeated, repeated cycle of saying that to this woman. The average human being is going to get an inflated sense of self. Now, when people have inflated senses of self, you don't really have to try to make somebody feel special. Because you've always been told you were special. That football player that's the star football player doesn't have to go around the team shaking hands and trying to be a politician. Because he's always been giving the special quality. So that beautiful woman, like I said, does not have to hone in her qualities in order to get a man because her quality has always been her beauty. But the question that we're talking about and why we need to let this land is why do beautiful women have such a hard time with actually getting married or securing a marriage. And it's it's, it's it's one little thing. Why? Once you think about marrying a woman, I'm talking to all my men out here, when you really sit down, ladies, you need to know this. When a man thinks about marrying you, your looks 
It's the last fucking thing he's thinking about. Right. When a man think about getting with you in a club, your looks are the first fucking thing he thinks about. So let's break down a little bit about what is it that makes us want to marry you and quote unquote wifey material. Well, give me give me a couple of reasons. Well, that's the one couple of reasons is that first of all, we need a woman that's going to hold us down. Yes. We need a woman that's going to hold us accountable. Yes. We need a woman who's going to always have our have our, our support, who's going to support us as much as we're going to support them. We need a lover. We need a friend. We need a breeder. A breeder. A breeder. <laughs> okay. Somebody to breed with us. Uh, that's a kind of not a good word for that, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> we need basically a woman who is going to be with us spiritually, emotionally, to understand us, to understand where we're coming from, and that's really what it is. And be a nurturer. And and be the. I don't even know how much more to say. I think that's pretty you much. You know, I said a couple when you gave seventeen, but okay, sorry, okay hey, hey, I'm not. You know, my I'm bad. Not I'm just breaking it down a little bit. <laughs> I said my bad. God, dog. Now it's one you did didn't say. You need a business partner ah. because relationship is yeah. one thing, but marriage yeah. is a, a business. business. Okay, so you need somebody that you are comfortable with talking about financial situations and that ain't always got to be about building the best business that could be simply are we going to get life insurance so our kids will have something when we pass away are we going to pay off our mortgage in 15 years or are we going to get a flip house and then try to flip it all those normal things that go on in a marriage that everybody feels is oh yeah marriage is this vacation goes the normal mediocre thing that you're going to do in an everyday situation dealing with business. Do you have a partner that's going to do that? Now, let this land one more time. It's been seen that when a woman is drop dead gorgeous, she does not have to rely on being someone's helper to get this done. Because most of the men that are going after her it's strictly for trophy case only. And we, I'm I'm, I'm right. wrap it up like this. So what that basically means is they are not acquiring her to be their partner. They're acquiring her to be a showcase. And showcases don't have to worry about the mortgage. Showcases don't have to worry about kids. And if they have kids, they're going to have a situation where either they're going to be getting the money from the kids, they might have a nanny or whatever, but they ain't going to have to worry about kids like a regular woman would. So that's why she ain't got to worry about the same problems that a normal woman got to worry about. Unfortunately. Because not only that, she's getting pampered. She's getting catered to. The man is doing all the work because she's so drop-dead gorgeous that he will do whatever it takes to keep her. Even sell himself short. Yes. And that's what they like. That's what they pray on. But then, but then what seems to happen to an attractive woman, first of all, your options go through the roof if you are a beautiful... If you're a woman in general, your options is always there. Mm -hmm. But if you are a beautiful woman, your options is through the roof. So that 10 becomes 30. That high school crush becomes 17 high school crushes. That dude that's a freshman in high school that like you becomes now the senior basketball player. And what comes with that is sex. 
Now, at an early age, a beautiful, drop-dead, gorgeous woman might be a little bit more susceptible at getting pregnant because she has hundreds of more options in a close proximity to her. So a lot of times that person doesn't make it towards the adulthood where now I can just get married and we have a happy life because a lot of times they are saddled with children now that beauty ain't so much as beauty as a liability. So they can get knocked out the game before they even start with a lot of beautiful women. And you get down the line, you 29, 30, 34, 35, you got three kids, but you've never been married. A man that really just want to start a family that he created and not that's already an easy bake oven family that just already came and made. It's probably not going to want to be with you. So your beauty got you popped off when you was young. And now even though you're still beautiful, you got a lot of liabilities with you. And you ain't fit for marriage for a lot of men. That's another dynamic. Yeah. That's our start. So we're going to land it up? Another okay. dynamic. That's another That's dynamic. dynamic. So what's the final thought about this right now? Final thought is, let me land this one. This is the last one I'm going to land. <clears throat> For a lot of men, a beautiful woman is a lot of competition. It's a lot of competition. Men and women are going to be coming after your significant other. And a lot of men may feel that the opportunity costs or the challenge, the benefit, does not outweigh the liability of being with this woman and always having someone in her ear, whether it be her DMs, whether it be in her face, whether it be you going out to the movies and a man outright disrespecting you for your woman. Most men do not feel that this is something that they want to go through on an everyday basis. A lot of times it doesn't have anything to do with insecurity. It just has to do with logic. Do I want to be with a woman that I'm always having to fight off every single nigga with a stick? Or do I want to be with a woman that has normal amount of attention, but I feel like we can manage that? Which one do I want to be with for the next 70 years? Because I'm going to be in the hospital in five years after dealing with this shit. Maybe I want to deal with somebody that I can be a little bit okay with instead of somebody I got to say, damn, why I got to fight all these niggas in the club every time we go in there? I got, I will make this brief. Be prepared for the shit you're going to deal with if you're going to be dealing with a woman who is a 10. You're going to be dealing with a lot of shit. Just be understanding, your vanity puts you in this position. So understand, you're going to probably get yourself played. It's not pretty, it's not fun, but this is what you signed up for. I am a firm believer of you get what you paid for in life. You go what you signed up for and you will suffer for that. I've said it time and time again, everywhere, and it hasn't changed yet. So understand this. When you're dealing with a 10, when you're dealing with a dime piece, understand, wifey material may not be what it seems with them. They got to be humbled. You're just not going to be the person that's going to humble them. That's realistic. Uh, I can't leave it off on that one. Why not? Because it just didn't sit in my spirit right. What? what, 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 what because what, 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 when you're talking about marriage, 
Having to play the game of humbling another human being is the last thing that you need to try. You're, you're building. Marriage is building. Relationship, I don't even know why we do relationships. Who the fuck invented relationships? This is the, this is the dumbest thing in the world. Well, the point is that what I was saying about humbling is, is that there's nothing. We already know there's nothing you can do. But, but that woman, that dime that's already used to getting everything that they want, there's nothing in this world that's going to hum, humble them and suffer themselves. And they may not be ready for that. Okay. And they and they definitely, not one, they're not going to be ready for that. And two, ain't nothing in the world that's going to stop unless it's something major. So just be prepared that you're already knowing you're not going to be that one to do anything about it. They got to kind of let it happen for themselves. Yes, yes. So that's basically what I'm saying. Okay, I got you. All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Yes, sir. We would like to thank everybody that's tuned in on this uh, hot summer day in Chicago. Summer <laughs> fucking December 26th. We would like to thank everybody, all our special guests. And uh, uh, what, what? No, uh, well, they are our special guests. Oh, yeah. But okay. not a special guests. Viewers, thank you. And I would like to reiterate that please, people, donate to the Brothers Foundation. If you did not catch what the Brothers Foundation is, it's two levels to this. Number one, we going into the grammar schools and we are basically mentoring and tutoring these young black boys. Yes, we are providing them with English tutors, communication tutors. That means writing, speaking, and journalism. We are giving them mentorship. We are providing rights to pack, package programs for them. And that's on the grammar school level. And when we deal with our high school black boys, Oh, we stepped the level up because we're getting them prepared to go into a college to matriculate into a HBCU, Historically Black College and University. Mm. We're giving them rites of passage. We're giving them pre-college training. We're taking them on college tours. And we're basically giving them an accelerated gear shift to go right into college, understand how to succeed in college, and when they come out to be able to get a job where they don't have to depend on everybody and kiss a lot of ass as a black man because we don't do that. No, we don't. So they can be productive citizens and have a family and then continue on and continue on and continue on. And that's why it's important for you to donate because we need your help as a public in order to make this dream for a lot of black young boys to come true. Yes, sir. So my man, tell us that link one more time. As I said before, it's HTTP colon slash slash www.paypal.com slash the brothers you hit that link right there on the description. It is there. You can't miss it. It's always the third line in every description in every podcast episode we do here every week. Hit that link and donate, please. And also just say uh, shameless act of publicity. Your boy got a little speaking tour he's doing in the grammar school, Chicago Public Schools, and I'm starting that January 5th. All right, so uh, be on the lookout for that. I'll be posting all that content on YouTube, on Facebook, and you'll get to know me because, you know, I always keep it pushing. I always got something brewing in this mind. I'm a mastermind. So, Jesus Christ. People, thank y'all for tuning in. This has been Dante Chase Bridges. This has been Stephen City B. Watson. And on that note, we out of here. Peace.